Welcome back to the D3 Golf Guys podcast. We are almost through the year here, folks. Uh, first, a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever you're celebrating. Uh, we're celebrating with you here in the D3 Golf world. We're also celebrating our good friends at Titleist. Uh, Titleist new T-Series irons are starting to dominate the game. If you haven't had a chance to go get fitted and check out which new T-Series irons are fit for you, I highly recommend you do so. They've got people all over the country who can take care of you at any point in time. You can go to Titleist.com to find somebody to fit you today. All right, we got a great show for you tonight. Uh, we uh, managed to get this recording in a little early, so we did not uh, creep in on holiday time. But we've got the the team from Promoter Pitzer out in California with us tonight. It's a great interview. I'm super excited to bring it to you. Uh, we will be bringing you another interview here in short order as soon as we can get it all locked in. But we're very thankful for the for the gang at Pomona for letting us record a little early and happy to put this out right at holiday time as you celebrate with family and friends. We're celebrating with you here in D3. We're looking forward to the spring. Uh, we're going to try to put out our spring podcast our big spring preview should be out in the mid-January uh, for everybody who's still paying attention and, and looking for those next big uh, podcasts. So with that, we'll go ahead and introduce the interview with the team from Pomona Pitzer. All right. Joining us tonight on the D3 Golf Guys podcast, we have coach and two of the best players in the country from the well-traveled, top-ranked team Pomona Pitzer. Uh, Coach Werzer and his two superstars, Emily Chang and Caitlin Vo. Team, welcome to the podcast. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thanks for making some time uh, for me. I I haven't had too many of the podcasts for the West Coast Kang just yet. But first of all, congratulations on a great fall. I I, I mean, you didn't finish worse than second anywhere. So that's, that's that's pretty good. Now... Coach, my first big question is, I know you spent some time at USC. Is that where you got the travel plans for the fall? Because, man, you guys were everywhere. That had to be both chaotic and super fun. Yeah, it's both. Um, We're always balancing not missing class and great tournaments. And as you mentioned, you haven't had a lot of West Coast conversations because there are literally seven Southern California teams, and then you have the Northwest Conference, and there's just not a lot to choose from out West. So we don't necessarily always want to travel miles and miles and miles, but we, uh, we'd we earned opportunities to play in those uh, the golf week in the uh, fall preview. And we went to Williams because it was on a weekend and it, it fit in the schedule, and then we played one local event. So a lot of it's about not missing class, and we went on like fall break. So it, it just depends. The The distance can, can vary, but uh, there's also not a lot of opportunities out West to play. Yeah. And, and what main D three schools there are, you guys are all within about what, a couple miles of each other with Laverne and everybody else. Like, it's all kind of right in that in between San Bernardino and LA, just in case for our listeners out yeah. there, Pomona's right about an hour. Yeah. San Bernardino and LA, right? Cal Lutheran's about an hour. Yeah, yeah. Redlands is, Redlands right is there. about 45 minutes. And yeah. everyone else is within about 30 minutes of each yeah, other. Yeah, there you go. So I I'm yeah, like I know this is weird. It's this weird uh human uh trick that I have about knowing where all these random small division three schools are. It's 
it's not really fun at parties. Nobody really asked asked to, hey, could, do you know where this random school is? But eventually you run into people, uh, girls, you'll find this out later in life that you'll be like, wait, I know where Williams College is. I've been there. I've played the golf course. And you'll be somewhere and you'll be 26 and on your career and randomly run into somebody who went to school at Amherst. Like, oh, I played against them one time. Sure. Mike, you're gonna know what a stage hen is too after this. That well, okay. So, so second big question is: so I, I, I am a, I am a proud alumnus of Oglethorpe University, which are known as the Stormy Petrels, which we've been uh, regularly ranked second behind the Banana Slugs as weirdest mascot. But help, help me understand: who, who uh, this is open to anybody? Who would like to answer? What is a sage hen? Go ahead, one of you two. Yeah, I, mean, I honestly wish I could tell you. I, think, I have uh, no idea. <laughs> I think I know because I'm pretty okay. sure I Googled it when okay, I first like go. looked up Pomona Pits or Sage Head. It's like a wild like gorse or something. I don't know. It's basically like when people ask me, I always just tell them it's like a wild chicken, basically, <laughs> which I think is kind of true. Something like that. Okay, Coach, you want to clear us up here on Sage Hens? So it's just an indigenous bird. Actually, it's called a sage grouse, I guess. It's, you know, the sage hen. I don't know where that term came from, but I think if you look up sage grouse, um, it'll come up. It's actually, I think, endangered. Um, but it used to be populated in the foothills, you know, near campus. And, you know, the Pomona College is founded in 1887. So there was a lot more wildlife, I think, around back then. And yeah. I don't know when the name actually came about or or the history of the, the school, but there have been a lot of iterations, but they settled on Sage Hens and it's it's been that ever since. But yeah, that's that that's the little bit that I know. See, there you go. I get to learn something every time I do one of these podcasts. Uh but but look, so you guys went all over the country. I mean, uh, ladies, it had to be a lot of fun just having the team together and traveling. I like look part of the thing that we all miss when you, when you leave school is back in my day, being in the van with seven hours with, with some of your closest friends, you guys had to have like airplanes and fun. I mean, talk to me just a little bit about sort of the, all the travel, but sort of the camaraderie that you guys were able to build during that process. Yeah. I think it's like always super exciting when you get to travel. I feel like that's definitely the most fun. It's just like playing random games in the van or on the plane or anything like that. And I think it's really interesting because a lot of our team is like very academically motivated. So a lot of that is just like, oh, everyone's stressed, but like, it's like a joint stress. And so like everyone kind of feels secured in that way. Like we all get to study together and a lot of people are like the same majors and things like that. So I feel like a large part of our travel ends up being like school related stuff when we're in the downtime, not playing golf. So we're kind of bonding over school most of the time, I'd say. That's good. Emily? Yeah, I agree with Kate. I mean, we go to like the lobby of the hotel basically every day that we're at a tournament and are just like, what are you working on? Like, oh, it's still the same paper that I've been spending weeks on. And we kind of just bond over that. But there's definitely times also where like, for example, the Florida for like the D3 preview, we got to go to the beach and like the men were there. So we got to play spike ball, which we figure out that we are like a work in progress when it comes to playing spike ball. But stuff like that, like having those opportunities to like enjoy, you know, being in Florida or like walking around like Williamstown a little bit, stuff like that is just like a really fun experience to have with like the people that we spend so much time with in school. Yeah, yeah. We just gotta get, we just gotta get the men's team to 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 live up to your guys' standards. That's you guys are setting the bar high, Coach. Uh, really high out there. I mean, just talk to me a little bit about you know just kind of your kind of your your thoughts on the fall. 
I, I, I don't know that I, I, I look it's when, before we had rankings, finally, that we, we got, uh, you know, golf week and Sagarin do, I, I had you guys as my top team just per, from your performance throughout the year. So just talk to me a little bit about sort of, you know, just the quality of play you saw all fall. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's, I, I've been here with my sixth year, but we had two years that weren't, we didn't compete because of COVID. So really we've had four seasons. Uh, and this is by far the most talented room we've ever had. And, you know, it's just been a slow build. You know, the program was was pretty good before, you know, I arrived. Uh, we had a lot of talent, but we play in such a difficult conference that uh, if you're not a top 10 team, um, you don't have a chance to go to the postseason. So we're kind of in this unique situation where we have these excellent programs around us that have sort of set the bar Um for for me when I came here and then selling the idea to to Emily and Caitlin and and their teammates was about understanding just to be good in our conference you have to be great nationally so I give a lot of credit to CMS and Redlands and Kalu and you know the teams that have had success prior to sort of where we're at because they set the bar and and we just knew that to be competitive with them to have a chance to win this conference, you pretty much had to be a top three to top five team in the country. And, and the players have bought in. And, and like I said, we, it's been an evolution. We've, we've grown. We are a larger roster now. Uh, when I first got here, it was a little bit smaller and, but just the buy-in and the commitment and the identity that they, they've shown uh, to changing the culture originally when I first got here. Um, and now it's, it's more about maintaining that that standard and, and balancing the academics and the golf and trying to be great at both. And it's just it's been fun to see the growth and the players really should get the credit. And, you know, I have a little bit to do with the identity, but the players have to want to do the work. And we've been lucky enough to get players to come here and and be talented and also working you know, while they're being very dedicated student athletes. Yeah, and and had some great uh, performances out of both of the ladies that are on here today. I know Caitlin, I, I I think somebody had to shoot five under to get you in the, in that in that tournament. I I thought you were going to walk away with that one. Just tell me a little bit about kind of sort of that that was a golf week. I think wasn't it? Was it golf week or the yeah. preview? Okay, just talk a little bit about oh, that because yeah. you played Wait. you played exceptionally. Yeah, no. You played exceptional that entire week. Um, and, and boy, just five under in the last round nipped you by, by a little bit, but that had to feel awesome playing that golf. That's where you guys play was not easy. And the greens I heard were not great. So putting up those scores was fabulous. Yeah. Thank you. I think, um, going into that tournament, I definitely was not feeling my most confident considering like all summer I'd been working this internship, didn't really play a lot of golf. I came into the season, I was a little rusty. So I think like having such a good tournament like that was definitely a massive confidence booster for me. I was like kind of struggling right at the beginning of the season. Who knows, whatever happens, happens. And I just ended up like making lots of putts on those crazy greens for some reason um, and just had a good time. I feel like I was just prioritizing having a good time and the results ended up working out well in my favor. That's great. That you know, that's sometimes that it, it also helps sometimes when you're a senior and you just kind of have been around and you kind of just know. We all, I have always joked with my with my teams to say, "Oh, uh, yeah, once you're a senior, you're kind of a coach. You're pretty much never going to shoot above this number, but you might not shoot below this number because you got too much other stuff going on anyway." But but no, I I can relate to that. I can relate to that. But I I 
I think you're going to have a great spring for sure. And then Emily, I mean, how many top tens did you have in giant at huge tournaments? Every time I saw you guys play, it was like, well, Emily Chang in the tie of the top ten, and Emily Chang inside the top ten. Just really consistent play all fall out of you, young lady. Yeah, it was it was good. I kind of came in like a similar spot with Kate. Like I worked in the lab all summer. I the last tournament that I played prior coming to back to school was literally national. So I was like feeling nervous and rusty and everything. But I think like similar to Kate, after having done this for two years now, it's kind of just like each day is going to be what it is going to be. You're going to try to handle it the best you can. And at the end of the day, like we're doing this to have a good time and just enjoy playing golf. And I think this fall was like really one of the most fun like times I've had on the golf course. I made a lot of new friends and was just able to kind of be like, really just enjoying myself out there. And I think it helped me just be able to play, like you said, like really consistently, which was great. And I was very like, I was definitely really proud of being able to like top 10 in those events. So hoping to like continue that in the spring. Yeah. uh, Yeah. To to get an inside top 10 in the the events you guys played in is no, no, no short task for sure. Coach. I mean, it just sounds like the culture is just, oozing out of, out of the team here where they're like, Oh yeah, I was doing other stuff, but Oh yeah, we're having so much fun. I, just tell me a little bit about sort of it. You know, it seems like you have some good leaders here that are, that are helping make the culture what it is, but talk a little bit about the kind of the culture of your team. Yeah. It's, you know, I had to kind of learn it too. When I got here, um, there, you know, it, it was, it was in need of, of culture. And that was probably the biggest thing I added is just trying to create identity and purpose but we have two very highly academic schools. That's another unique aspect of it is the fact that I recruit the two colleges and, you know, it's kind of a interesting academic setup, but they have to be students first. You know, it, 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 you know, we have pre-meds and we have economists and we have, have media studies majors and mathematicians. And I mean, these, these kids, not that other student athletes aren't dedicated. It's, you know, it's just a highly competitive academic environment for all the students there, no matter if they're athletes or not. And so we have to just be mindful of that as part of the culture and bring in players that are motivated academically, number one, because we, we can't admit anyone without the academic standards. And then it's probably something that you mentioned culture that I focused on more and more in my my six years here is that identity of, you know, do they want to be good athletes as well as be amazing students? And uh, um, that's core to who we are. And we just understand that internships happen. And we understand that jobs or MCATs or uh, dual majors and, you know, majors and minors. I mean, these kids are are very focused on their their next step in life after golf and after college. And so, you just have to embrace it and then try and build around that. And, and that's what I've really had to learn from a D1 background. Stepping down to D3, it's you want to bring the identity of D1 and the not the intensity, but the purpose of being really dedicated athletes. But I had to learn to be balanced uh, more yeah. so and make sure that they were uh, practice schedules are completely different. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a very, very different thing that I had to learn to get better at. And I feel like I've kind of gotten the hang of it. And and it's I think it's showing in our results because we have the right young people here who've bought into what we're trying to do. And we get to a process and, and try and get better. And the results have fortunately taken care of themselves because our players are talented and, and they've been able to, to, to sort of execute 
you know, on the golf course. And, and it really is, you wonder sometimes how we do it, but, but it's really them and, and their purpose um, to be great athletes as well, as well as staying academically really rigid. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of new to it. He's a D1 player. He's, and a D1 he's, hooked. Athlete. he's hooked. He's got the D3 going through his veins already. That's yeah, we, we love it, but okay. I so, have to learn it. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's a pretty nice thing when you have students that play sports where you, you kind of have to, you don't have to worry as much about them taking care of business in the classroom, you know, and that's, that that's kind of the nice thing. Um, that happens a lot more on the women's side of sports in Division Three than on the men's side. I I'll, I'll I'll just leave the names out to protect the guilty, but uh, the the women are much much easier on that. So they're they're both smiling very brightly to to say that I'm 100 percent right. But coach, you, you you touched on the two schools. Can you just kind of help with the audience because. Again, like this is part of the reason why I do this podcast is to kind of bring light to programs and schools and things across the country. Talk to us because there's really two colleges that it's not Pomona Pitzer College. It's those are two colleges that sort of work together, right? Yeah. Well, there's actually seven here. Um, five undergraduate schools. We, Pomona Pitzer, are two of those schools. Our rivals, CMS, are the right. other three undergraduate schools, not to get too complicated, but there are five undergraduate colleges here that basically create the Oxford model of education, which is uh, you can cross enroll in most classes at all five colleges to complete your undergraduate degree. So athletically, we're split up sort of into Pomona Pitzer Athletics and then the the, the rivals CMS athletics are the other three colleges. So when you combine the two grad schools, it's a very academically minded environment. Um, and I recruit to basically two separate schools that have very different identities, but that work together as part of the Claremont colleges to educate young people and, and, and sort of bring this broad based education together. So it's one of a kind and yeah. um, I can go into a lot more detail, but it's, no, no, this is still a golf podcast. It's okay. Completely uh, unique in terms of, of any university or, or, or athletics. Yeah, yeah, no. And so I had, uh, I don't know if you guys know uh, Tan Lee, who's been on Corn Ferry and was Claremont and national yep. championship and all that yep. stuff. He's from that same group of schools. And so it, and when I thought about having you guys on, you know, I wanted to have some of that conversation because it's a really unique kind of a thing. It's very, it's very California. Um, but like a, a lot of our listeners understand the Oxford methodology and, you know, it, we're in very similar programs across the entire country. Uh, but you guys have a really unique thing where this, this like five, seven. It, so I wanted to make sure we at least talked about it a little bit. So before we get back to golf, though, I do want to talk a little bit about academics. So, so Caitlin, I want to start with you kind of, you're a senior, is this your last year of school? Cause I, at, Ever since COVID happened, I can't tell who I need like three more years. And now I can finally just, if you say you're a senior, that usually means you're done. But so is this your last year of school? And then which college are you in? And then what are you studying? And then what do you want to do when you graduate? Yeah. So this is my last year of school. Um, I'm at Pomona College and I'm majoring in econ and minoring in math. Um, and I have a job lined up for after I graduate. It's like kind of consulting related, kind of a weird, um, hard to explain type of industry, which I guess is something that I tend to go towards. Um, but 
yeah, that's my plan for after college. See, there you go. She's nearly winning the golf week and she's already got a job lined up. This, this uh, <laughs> Coaches out there, coach women's golf. This is the easiest job you're going to have. Uh, all right, Emily, you, your turn. Which college? You're, you're a junior, so you're still you're still going to have another year uh, to continue to dominate. But then which college are you at? And then what's your kind of study and kind of where do you want to go after you graduate? Yeah, so I also go to Pomona. Um, and then I am a biology major and then an Asian American studies minor. And I'm studying on the pre-med track. So I'm like doing all the prepping for taking the MCAT and all of that very stressful stuff to hopefully okay. get me to medical school one and day after. Do yeah. we have a preferred medical school that we would like to get into? I'm not sure. I'm trying to keep my options very open. I think like when it comes to med school, it's so hard to get in that it's like, you know, when the acceptance rates are between like one and 5%, I'm trying yeah. not to like single in on only one place. I'm just hoping somewhere with good weather, like okay. California or just somewhere warm, but okay. I'm keeping all my options open. I'm probably going to apply to like 30 different places and just like hope to get into as many places as possible so I can have a Well, there's some, there's some good division three schools that have great medical uh, graduate schools. Uh, talk to the Emory kids when you're done uh, in nationals this year. Uh, it's, yeah, it's sure. that, that That's a really good medical school they have over there mm -hmm. and the weather's not bad, but uh, but th that's great. Um, I always like to kind of ask uh, academic questions when I have players on the podcast, just because this is what we do, right? It, it, you know, very few of us are going to go professional in golf, um, but we're all going to be professionals in something else. And, and coach, to, to your point earlier, I have yet to find a kid, boy or girl, who has done four years of academics at a division three school and four years of athletics and has not been extremely successful in their field. Now, their field may be they're a second grade teacher, but I can guarantee you they're one of the happiest, best second grade teachers they they are. And I have very successful CEOs and all this other kinds of stuff from the broadest spectrum in the world. But if you can handle going to school, getting good grades, and playing a sport at a Division three school, you're going to be a very successful adult going forward. So ladies, congratulations on that. Now, I looked a little ahead at the spring season, not not quite so much travel here in the spring. We we burned up the travel budget a bit in the fall, I, I, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. But but mostly sticking around California, you're going to battle it out in the SCIAC uh, with your brethren there in, in Southern California. So talk to me a little bit about, Coach, about kind of what you're looking forward to in the spring. Yeah, no, we uh, we definitely went travel heavy in the fall, and um, we're going to stay close to home. We have a trip to Monterey. We play at UC Santa Cruz's event, which is always fun. Um, but yeah, it it just worked out that way this year. It wasn't intentional. It just because we we had opportunities to play at these great events in the fall. We just decided to go heavy. Fewer events in the fall, but heavy. Spring will be just the battle of the conference. You know, like we're. Um, we're in such a dynamic conference. Three teams made it to NCAAs out of our conference last year, uh, CMS, Redlands, and us. Um, we, we're riding a, a nice little two-conference two win streak. You know, we're, Our success kind of came out of winning the conference for the first time two years ago and then had a, a pretty epic comeback last year to win the conference again. Um, but every year it's going to be a challenge to win just because of the teams that that participate in our conference. And the level of competition we face just internally. So we're excited about that. That's always our first goal is to try and be competitive for the conference and, and, and win it. And um, 
that's how you know you're in a pretty good place because of the competition and and the level of play that's around us. So yeah, that's our focus, and um, it should be a nice fall. Get ready for potentially another run at the NCAA championship if we can either win the conference or get an invite uh, for the postseason. But um, yeah, no, just going to be an easy spring and a lot of player development and and hopefully have a lot of time to work on the skills that each player needs to get better at. Yeah, and you and you guys have already seen the course in Lexington and obviously played very well, so you guys are going to be one of my favorites going in. I, I'm I'm only sad that I don't get to come watch you play this year, uh, but when when you guys come come back to Houston next year for Nationals and the preview, uh, I, I will be uh, live at that event, no doubt. Um, okay, Coach, so every time I have a coach on, I give, I give them the chance to kind of give me their pitch, uh, you know, p- pitch me to come play golf and go to school at Pomona Pitzer. If I am a, a, a junior, a high school junior, a young lady looking to come play some, some great college golf at the division three ranks. Um, great weather. Uh, um, great team. We have a great culture. And other than the fact that it's extremely hard to be admitted, I mean, the academics are so high for us. Uh, that's probably the only downside about coming here is it's just, it's a very hard admission, but program is in a great place thanks to my players and um it's it's a great place to go to school it's a great environment the town of claremont is is not la at all it's very um it's very much a village very suburban you know it's kind of quieter but you get all the benefits of living in southern california the weather the location the ease of travel so we're uh like i said we're a great destination for anyone who wants to be a really really dedicated student and be part of a winning culture and a winning program. So that's the best way I'd say it. Right. Would you guys add anything? Yeah. Ladies, how would you sell it? Go ahead, Kate. I think you summed it up quite well, coach. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I came for like the weather, the good golf. And then obviously I think the school, like the environment of both Pomona and Pitzer is just very inclusive and really friendly and i feel like i just felt like so welcomed when i walked onto campus and walked onto the team so definitely and, like and, and emily you came, you're from chicago i think right i am from chicago so the weather was like a huge draw for me yeah. just a little bit different than chicago just a tiny bit warmer in the winter time yeah, yeah. i'm I just i had justin wyeth <laughs> from aurora on a couple of weeks ago and uh he's gonna probably be upset that you got out of chicago on him with uh all these top tens, but uh, I don't think he can. I don't think he can compete on that on that Southern California weather. I, I just don't you get a lot that. of cold weather emails from yes. players. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure, a lot I'm of sure you weather. do. Uh, but it'll let you be picky, I guess. Right? Uh, yeah. I, having gone to a Southern school um, from the North, I can relate because I was I got recruited by uh, some schools in Minnesota, and I got recruited into school in the South, and I went, wait, I'm going to be a golfer. I'm going. I gotta go. To, I gotta go to warmer weather. Um, and then I ended There's up a lot back- of successful programs that deal with cold weather, though. Oh yeah, so it's, it, they they make it work. So yeah. And then I then I ended up bouncing a basketball all winter long anyway, so it didn't really matter. So you know that's those are the breaks. Well, look, team, congratulations on a great fall. I'm super excited to watch you guys all spring. G- good luck and uh, and thanks for coming on the podcast. Very nice to be here. Thanks for uh, covering the sport. So-